Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Radio.org. Now, here's our show today. There is a lot of talk about spiritual warfare among believers. Nearly all Christians have a realization that there is a battle that must be waged if we are to prevail against God's enemy. But what are the factors that we can see from the Old Testament books like Numbers that can be helpful to us? in allowing God to form us into an army to fight for him and with him for the accomplishment of his purpose. We'll see several things that we can begin to apply immediately in our individual and corporate Christian walk on today's program. Dick Taylor has joined us once again as we consider the formation of the army in numbers. Welcome back, Dick. Thanks, Brother Chris. Let's be formed into God's army. Well, we're seeing uh, this is the general topic of much of this book of Numbers, Dick. Uh, Even the name of the book of Numbers comes from the fact that God's people were numbered or counted so that they could be formed into an army. But, Dick, before they could be formed into such an army, they had to deal with all the defiling things. We're going to see that particularly in today's program. The defilement of God's people, if we're honest, it still remains a significant problem. It does. And... We all have a role to play in the battle against God's enemy, but we often ourselves are defiled and contaminated, aren't we? We surely are, Chris. And we see from this passage that our God is righteous, he is holy, and he is living. To be formed into his army to fight for him, to be formed into his priesthood to serve him, we need to be those who match him. So we surely need to see Uh, these detailed requirements that are on God's heart that we might match him and be formed into his army. So may the Lord, as we listen to this message, really infuse us with who he is, the righteous, holy, and living God. And may we, by his mercy and grace, match him, being righteous, holy, and living for his testimony and his army. Dick, our message today comes uh, all from chapter 5 in the book of Numbers. When we read this chapter in its entirety, I think we're struck primarily with a lot of negative things. We're going to touch some of the negative things, but I do want to encourage our listeners, stay with us because the program ends very positively. A call to God's people, doesn't it? It surely does. What a tremendous conclusion. Dick, you pointed out the positive things. There were 
corresponding defilements that really come clear in this chapter. These defilements affected the children of Israel, and they had to be dealt with before they were suitable to be formed into this fighting army. If we look at verse 2, actually verses 1 and 2 in chapter 5, we'll get a quick summary of these defiling elements that this chapter deals with. It says, Then Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they send out of the camp every leper and everyone that has a discharge and everyone who is unclean because of a dead person. We're seeing three things, Dick. Leprosy, natural discharges, and deadness. These are all defiling things, aren't they? They really are. Let's join Witness Lee. The whole formation of the army should have a corporate dealing, not just individual, but corporately. And this corporate dealing is of mainly three things, dealing with leprosy. Leprosy is something within us as our very element. This is quite uh, deep and quite uh, subjective. It needs a thorough dealing. The evil, the leprosy, the evil issues of natural man, especially in rebellion. In this sense, we must say we all are leprous. We all have the leprosy. It all depends upon how we deal with it. If we don't care for it, then we become defiled, we become unclean. Then we have to be dealt with. In other words, in the church life, as a formation of God's army, there should be no leprosy. And according to the Old Testament teaching, Leprosy mainly came from the rebellion against God's authority. The first good illustration was the case of Marian and Aaron against God's deputy authority, Moses. Then by that, Marian had a kind of leprosy. This rebellious nature rebellious uh, element is right in our blood, in our nature. So this is something so natural. In natural man, everyone is a leper. Well, Dick, three negative things had to be dealt with before the children of Israel could be formed into these fighting units, this fighting army for God. First of all was leprosy. And we've seen on many previous broadcasts that leprosy in a general way can refer to sin. In a more specific way, it refers to rebellion. Mm -hmm. And the natural discharges, this is a bit harder to see. I do like his picture, his illustration there about the excessive temper. I think we all know what that feels like. That's true. To have lost our temper in an excessive way Mm -hmm. and what results from that. And finally, deadness Mm -hmm. and the contaminating effect of deadness. Talk about these three things and how uh, they're things that not only the children of Israel had to deal with, but we need to deal with. Yeah, because these three things really go against what God is. God is righteous, God is holy, and God is living. So to be his army, we need to match him. These three are really the opposite of him. Leprosy signifies rebellion, and we may think, well, is rebellion the same as unrighteousness? Actually, 
the height of unrighteousness is rebellion. Yes. What's the outstanding characteristic of the most unrighteous person in the universe? Satan is rebellion. So surely to be God's people formed into an army to fight for his interests, we need to deal with this matter of rebellion, this matter of leprosy, that we would be the expression of the righteous God. And then concerning the discharge, that's the discharge from the natural life. Our life, Chris, without Christ is just an excessive life in one way or another, and there's always something being discharged that is not Christ and is always defiling to others. And surely it can be seen most clearly with our temper. Yes. And sometimes people have a quick temper, sometimes they have a slow temper, but nonetheless, when it's released, it's just the release of the natural man. It is a very unclean discharge, and sometimes it takes a long time for others around you to recover from that discharge. So may the Lord have mercy on us uh, that we would repent of this matter of the discharge of our natural life and that we would be those who open to the Lord and enjoy him more, that we would be reconstituted with him as the one who is genuinely holy. Apart from him, even we believers are just unclean. Especially now we come to this matter of deadness. Mm. To match God, we need to be those who are like God. And what's the outstanding characteristic of God? Our God is living. (laughs) There's a song we sing, our God is living, say hallelujah. And so surely uh, God's army must be like him. The worst thing is if you have a living general and the whole army is dead, (laughs) there's no army. Right. So to fight for God's interest, we need to match him. We surely need to repent of this item that makes us unclean. And again, all these three items, leprosy, the discharge, and the deadness, just cause us to violently turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the perfect one. He's the real pattern. And only he never had one drop of leprosy. Only he is completely holy. Only he is constantly, unceasingly living and has never, ever been dead. So we need Jesus. May these three items just cause us to turn to him like never before and say, Lord, I need you. Constitute yourself into my being that I might be part of God's army. Dick, these three elements, are, of course, are uh, symbolic or typify conditions among God's people today that are very severe and very chronic and widespread. Mm-hmm. Rebellion in the body of Christ, of mm-hmm. course, is a big problem. Right. Unrestrained or excessive expressions of the natural life, uh, again, a big problem. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And the matter of uh, being contaminated by dead things, uh, touching a dead world and, and dead worldly things that contaminate us. This is also a big problem. It surely is. It's easy to look around and in one sense become very discouraged when you consider that God needs an army to fight for him. Who is prepared? Who's able? Who's suitable for such an army? Even we look at ourselves many times and we can be quite discouraged. Mm -hmm. Well, there's an encouragement in this coming portion. What an encouragement. It's going to deal with a principle that is very helpful to understand the meaning and application of all these things. He's going to call our attention to a story that's found in the Old Testament book of 1 Kings, but it's quoted by Paul, the Apostle Paul, in Romans chapter 11, verses 2 and 3. He says, Do you not know what the Scripture says in the passage concerning Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have torn down your altars, and I am left alone, and they are seeking my life. 
But what does the divine answer say to him? I have reserved for myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. In the same way, at the present time, there has come into being a remnant according to the selection of grace. This is encouraging stuff, Dick. It really is. Let's go to Witness Lee. Amen. Anything that comes out of our being is a discharge. And this discharge in the spiritual significance is the excessive, abnormal, and unrestrained issues. If our being in our daily life, that is somewhat unrestrained and excessive, then it becomes abnormal. That is a kind of discharge. To lose your temper, you see, is a kind of discharge. You lose your temper, you just control. You don't restrain it. It becomes something too much, something over the line, over the boundary. That is a kind of a excessiveness which may be considered as a kind of a discharge. Then dealing with the uncleanness through contact with the dead. Anything that's dead, whether an animal, a person, or inside, whatsoever animal that is dead, you shouldn't touch it. If you touch it, you got defiled. Because dead is more dirty than sin. The camp was a dwelling place of God in midst of his people. God is righteous, holy, and living. So, no leprosy, no discharge, and no deadness would be allowed to remain in God's dwelling place, that is, in the camp of the Israelites who formed the army of God and formed also the priesthood of God to fight and to serve. These three things, leprosy, discharge, and deadness, should be dealt with. If we will do these three things, the church will be clean. This is corporate dealing. Dick, as we just heard, the requirement for being formed into the army, on the one hand, was quite high. The people needed to deal with the Lord both corporately and individually over all of these things. Then the commandment or the demand to make restitution Mm. to the one that we've offended, even in small things. Mm -hmm. We look around and it's hard to see such an army on the earth today, isn't it? It really is, Chris. But yet the Lord told Elijah that he had his 7,000. How do we get counted in this number, Dick? Well, first of all, we would take this word seriously. When we hear about leprosy, we hear about the discharge, we hear about deadness, referring to spiritual deadness in our case, and when we hear about the need to make restitution, that is to be fine in our Christian life, we should take this word seriously. Number two, this should cause us to really turn to the Lord and call on him, say, Lord, have mercy on me, even grace me with yourself as life, that I might enjoy you as the one who is not rebellious, who is absolutely holy, who is living, and who is so fine, so even, and so balanced. I believe this word exposes us and causes us to desperately turn to the Lord. So may we uh, really receive this word, and also may we really turn to the one, that is Christ himself, who is within us, in our spirit as our life, the only one who can really fulfill this. 
and call out to him and keep our being open to him, turning our heart to him and loving him. So these negative things, including needing to make restitution in fine little ways, should all turn us to him, cause us to get reconstituted with him. In other words, again, we need Jesus. Amen. Apparently, there's no army on this earth, but actually the Lord said, I have 7,000. If we would take this word seriously and turn our heart to the Lord, even as we hear this broadcast, the Lord would have mercy on us, grace us, and make us his army. May we all have the desire to be part of this 7,000. Dick, if we continue on in this chapter, chapter 5, it comes to an interesting story that it has a very wonderful point. I don't want to get into all the details reading the entire story, but in quick summary, it's the story of a husband jealous over his wife, and he wasn't completely trusting of her, and he suspected that she might not have been faithful. So he brings her to the priest, Mm -hmm. and the priest uh, had an interesting test. He took some dust from the floor of the tabernacle, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the water from the holy vessel, Mm -hmm. and he mixed these two together and uh, made the wife drink this little mixture. Mm -hmm. And if she was pure and chaste, of course, there would be no harmful effect. Right. But what happened if she was... uh, Not so pure, not so chaste, Dick. Then her abdomen swelled and her thigh wasted away, which indicated she's guilty. I don't know about your wife, but I know my wife would be very sensitive if her abdomen swelled and her thigh wasted away. These were not uh, comely things, were they? No, not at all. Well, the point of all this is really found in the last couple of verses of chapter 5. Let me read those, and then uh, we'll join Witness Lee for this final portion. It says, This is the law of jealousy when a wife, while under the authority of her husband, goes astray and defiles herself. Or when the spirit of jealousy comes upon a man and he is jealous of his wife, he shall set the woman before Jehovah, and the priest shall apply to her all this law. And the man shall be free from iniquity, but that woman shall bear her iniquity. A strong warning for the unchaste one. Amen. Here's Witness Lee once again. Now we come to the individual dealing. The church as a body needs a corporate dealing. Now uh, this body is composed with the saints and the saints should have the individual dealing. In so many things, we Christians, since we are still in the old man, in everything we like to make a gain of others. Then we have to confess to the Lord, ask him for forgiveness. No doubt she forgives and the washing blood of Jesus cleanses us. But still there is a problem existing between you and the wrong one. So you have to go to make a restitution. By this you could see our God how righteous he is, and how holy he is, and how fine he is also. It's not so easy. Really not so easy. Today, the church must have corporate dealings, and the saints must have individual dealings. Well, you may say, Brother Lee, it's hard to see such a thing on this earth. That's right. In the New Testament, you could see this principle always existing there. In our eyes, all kinds of troubles, all kinds of developments are here in our eyes. But in God's eyes, He has His 7,000 hidden ones. And these 7,000, you know the story of Elijah? Elijah accused the people of God, saying, you see, 
your people God turned on the altar and slaughtered your prophets and so forth. Now I, Elijah, might be the only person they are now seeking after me to kill me. But the Lord's answer was that, Elijah, no, I have kept 7,000. In your eyes, a mess, but in my eyes, I'm happy with these 7,000. Don't forget, through the centuries, there has been always the number of 7,000. And these are counted on by God. God today still has a testimony. So you and I must learn how to be counted by God within the 7,000. To have thorough dealing, corporately, and also individually. To keep us right in God's condition. That we could be formed a fighting army. Even concerning the formation of the fighting army, apparently speaking, we couldn't see it. Look at today. But I say again, in the eyes of God, there is such a formation. And there is such an army. And there's something still going on fighting for God. So God still has a people on this earth. In his eyes, he could see his army. He could see his priesthood. The army is fighting and the priesthood is searching. Dick, it's very interesting where this story fits in context. It's in the context of preparing this army to fight for the Lord's interest. And yet here we have this story all about the chaste wife or potentially the unchaste wife. And it's in this context, again, of forming an army. We can be, as he pointed out, we can be good and proper in so many things. But if we're not pure Mm. and chaste in this matter, we really have no place in God's army, do we? We really don't, Chris. And I was just thinking of the church in Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2. Apparently, everything was right. They had dealt with a lot of things. Even they had dealt with false apostles. Right. And they had so much endurance and this kind of thing. But even by that point, probably they thought more of themselves than they did of the Lord. And the Lord said, I have one thing against you. You have left your first love. In other words, they were more proud of themselves, no doubt, than they were of the Lord as their real husband. The lesson from this is may we never leave the Lord as our first love. Without love, it's impossible to have a proper relationship with the Lord. So you may do many things. You may even clean up some things. Right. But the love is the most critical ingredient. So may we all from this word turn our heart very strongly to the Lord, even freshly tell the Lord again, even right now, just say, Lord Jesus, you are my first love. As you do this, you'll realize this is the main point of this whole message. When you're loving him, I tell you, leprosy is gone. When you're loving him, unholiness is gone. When you're loving him, deadness flees and you're made living. And when you're loving him, there is a real fineness in your living because you are one with him. He's the only one who has no rebellion, who's perfectly holy, who is genuinely living, and he's the only one who is fine in every detail. So to be his army, to be his priesthood, 
For his image, his dominion, his expression, and his authority, may we love him with the first love. Dick, in the middle of the program, we asked the question, how could we assure that we, or at least give ourselves the best opportunity to be among God's 7,000? This final section really answers that, doesn't it? This is the answer. May we love him with the first love. We will be part of that 7,000. Lord, we do want to love you supremely. Amen. Thank you, Dick, for your help and your fellowship. Always enjoy it. You're welcome, Chris. I love to be here. Well, uh, we would like to leave you with our toll-free number and invite you to contact us about the printed life study messages from this life study of numbers or any of the other material we have at Living Stream. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find more about Witness Lee, these life study messages or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Thanks for listening today.